All right, welcome to episode number 19 of Sheev's Throne Room Podcast. I am joined today uh, from, with Jordan. Uh, he's one of the admins at Wikipedia. It also goes by Supreme Emperor. Uh, excited to have you on, man. This is going to be fun. Thanks for having me. We're happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, I, we'll, we'll get into it, but my relationship with Wikipedia is, is a long one. Um, but uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what, how you got into Star Wars and how, maybe even how you got into this doing admins for uh, Wikipedia. So my journey started mid-2000s. It wasn't the movies. It was um, I picked up a used copy of Heir to the Empire. Oh, yeah. Bookstore. After I read that, I snagged the rest of the trilogy, then went on to Jedi Academy trilogy, and then just I just had to keep going down that rabbit hole. So it was probably around... I want to say 2006, 2007, when I first found the site. So not long after it was created in mm-hmm. 2005. Um, and I essentially started just grabbing any book I could find. Didn't matter if it was the middle of a series. I would just get the book, read it, and use Wikipedia to fill in the gaps. Mm. Um, following that, I just, around 2008, started making a couple little test edits here and there. Didn't really do too much until around 2011. That was when I really jumped into the site's IRC chat, the internet relay chat, mm-hmm. um, and just started doing stuff on a daily basis. And then kind of once you go down that rabbit hole, you don't really come out. <laughs> so that, that's interesting. So I, I've never actually talked to anyone that's got introduced to Star Wars through the books. Like all the time, it's movies, the TV shows, <laughs> yada, but the books, like that's that's interesting to me. Uh, what was how was what was that like reading *Heir to the Empire*, not knowing anything about like Luke and uh, Han and Leia and stuff like that? Obviously, like Marjade was new to the book and stuff like that. But oh, uh, so growing up, like I knew all of like the basics of like you know Darth Vader. Sure, for sure. And, like I, I knew the basic storyline, um, but it was just something about the way Zahn wrote that just kind of just kind of pulled me into that universe. That's yeah. That, I just I just found that interesting. Like. I obviously I love Heir to the Empire and stuff like that. It's a classic. Um, good old Sabayoth going off crazy, <laughs> uh, Luke and all that. But oh man, um, so would you say that you're more into like the book side of things as well? Then, um, I would say that tends to be kind of where I lean. Okay. But I'm I'm very invested in everything, albeit a little behind when it comes to a lot of the comic and book related, like the sure. newer materials. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely where I do have a, a very soft spot for, uh, for the books and mm. for the authors that, uh, that create that side of the universe. Is there a favorite legends of Canon, whatever, is there a favorite book of yours? It could be Heir to the empire. I'm going to go with for legends, Heir to the empire and mm-hmm. for the nuke for the, for Canon, I'm probably going to go with lost stars. Lost stars is a solid choice. That's Claudia gray, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. it was. And I just love the way that it just kind of ties everything together. Yeah, that, and that was a fairly early one into the Disney acquisition, I believe. So I, it was, yeah. That was, I think, I agree with you. That's a great book. Um, there was definitely one of those books when Disney took over. I'm like, okay, it's in good hands. I'm, I'm liking where this is going. Like, even like, like it's all going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. like, it's going to be bumpy for sure. Don't get me wrong. But like, okay, they, they clearly care. They're getting people on here that care about the universe. So and the cool thing about this with the new continuity is it's the people that are creating the content are the people that grew up in this universe. The yeah. people that um, grew up, you know, idolizing Leia and Luke, and Han and Chewie. 
and like study the characters intrinsically as when they're like kids. Exactly, and they they grew up in this universe, and now they get to then give back to it by creating material for the next generation of fans. Well, and I think they've talked about this on some of the production, like behind the scenes stuff, or like the shows and stuff like that. Or I think it was it was actually at Celebration. Dave uh, Dave Filoni said that most of the crew now that he's working with is people that grew up with like the prequels and stuff like that, which is nuts to me because I was a child when those came out. <laughs> I swear I'm not that old. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like he, they're surrounded by people that are passionate about about the universe and stuff like that. And obviously there's people passionate, young, older as well. <laughs> but it's people that just love it that are creating it, whether it be exactly. sound design or being a writer or something like that. And I, I think that's just beautiful. And it's creating more stories that are, I don't know, more impactful, I guess. Yeah, and it's just going to keep going deeper and deeper from here. Totally, totally. So, how how do you feel about Legends versus Canon? Is that do you make a distinction, or is do you like one like one over the other kind of thing? No, I tend to go with both. Legends obviously is where uh, Legends is kind of where my heart is, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely very invested in the new continuity. I think they're doing a fantastic job with it, especially with things like Mando and Obi Wan and Book mm. of Boba Fett. It's it's just getting better and better. High Republic, how are you feeling about High Republic? Oh, I'm loving it. Yeah. So, Not just the material, but I'm loving how like open and approachable the uh, the authors and creators are. Yeah, like all the the main five that that's kind of started it phenomenal. Like legitimately really nice people. Um <laughs> I met a, I met a couple of them at celebration a couple of weeks ago and just the best. Absolutely the best. <laughs> um did you end up going to Celebration this last one, or planning to go at any point? So, I didn't make it to this Celebration, but I was in town at the uh, that same weekend that it was going on. Okay. Uh, so Fandom, the company that hosts Wikipedia and yep. other wiki sites like Memory Alpha, um, they were having their annual Community Connect. And what that is, is they invite a number of the, um, a number of, like, the top users from across the platform to a... Uh, four-day-long um, full conference where we just basically get to sit, we get to chat, we get to get feedback sessions, uh, do presentations, mm-hmm. and just really collaborate in uh, on a much larger kind of in-person scale. Um, that ended up being in uh, in Los Angeles, so we were probably about an hour and a bit away from Celebration. Yeah, that was cool. Never had time to actually slip over there, though. Oh. We are hoping to, we're hoping to do something for... Uh, celebration london next year but it's a little too early to tell for that fair enough yeah you know it's it's a great time i like if for sure if you ever get a chance to do this that was my second one i went to chicago (laughs) the previous time and man it is it's just a special time Um, i'm hoping hoping we can i'm really hoping to make it to um to london so i've also never been overseas so that would be that'd be i think that'd be a great way yeah make a little vacation out of it i'm planning on going for like a week or two (laughs) (laughs) Um, is there, so outside of books and stuff like that, is, is there like a dream project that you would love to see, whether that be in like a, a director or a author or something like that, that you would want to see? What I've always wanted to see is it's kind of something that's already happening right now, but it's just more increased collaboration between the fan community and the creator community. Mm. Um, and we've seen that a lot lately with some of the newer shows. Like I've seen 
um, you'll get prominent podcasters and prominent individuals in the fan community appearing in the background of some of these episodes, um, yeah. such as Obi Wan Kenobi. The five of the first being the yeah the, uh, stormtroopers and, and stuff. Like yeah, that. and I think that, and I would just love to keep seeing that, and I think we are going to get a lot more of that. But getting to see the people that are so passionate about this, getting that kind of once in a lifetime opportunity to um, to even play some small role in the creation of this universe that they love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's. I would love to be have that opportunity myself. So, <laughs> if anyone's listening, I'm, I'm yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm totally down. <laughs> I will like I will control a nostril. Like I don't I don't care. <laughs> um, is see like is there like a director like yeah they're fan projects and stuff like that. Um, is there a like director or something that you would like to see like? For instance, I um, I have you seen everything everywhere all at once? I have not. Great movie, hundred percent. Like one of my favorite movies of all time. Now, I would love to see the Daniels get their hands on something weird with Star Wars because I love it when Star Wars gets weird. So that would be, you know what I actually wouldn't mind seeing the Wachowskis, uh, the Wachowski sisters. Uh, that would be so down for that. That that a Matrix style Star Wars would be just a great concept. Yeah. Did uh, Did you see the the last Matrix there? I did. That was that was a nice little throwback. Yeah, I, I actually, me and my dad actually went and saw that movie, and I was like, man, this is quite <laughs> enjoyable. Like, I had a really good time watching that movie. Anyway, back to Star Wars. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so, being a Wikipedia admin, is there a favorite article that you have on there that is that not a lot of people would think about? I mean, the one I always go to, and I, I use this to, um, I suppose, quote-unquote troll people, just because it's so out there and weird, is the article on Argo 6. <laughs> and anyone who follows us on social media will see me plugging this article from time to time just to kind of torment people with this knowledge, that I have this knowledge and now you have this knowledge. And, and for anyone that doesn't know, do you wanna, what, what is this knowledge? Are you personally familiar with Argo 6? I've heard whisperings. I have, I'm not familiar off the top of my head. So this is this is something from the 1993 book Monsters and Aliens from George Lucas. So it's um it's a reference book that showcased a lot of like um a lot of kind of unused materials and right. a lot of kind of behind the scenes things. Um but it has a lot of very weird things in it, such as Argo 6, which opens with the quote a molecular dentist on Argo 6 performing a routine molar cracking uncovered a tiny but complex farm in the mouth of one of her patients. <laughs> so yes. it's like, so it's uh, men in black, essentially, in someone's mouth. So, yeah, we have Argo 6 was a terrestrial astronomical object, the climate of which featured several seasons. All members of a family residing on the celestial body maintained miniature farms in their mouths, which helped provide them with sustenance. <laughs> farm in the mouth of one member of the family contained fields of alfalfa, chicken coops, and a complex irrigation system. That's fantastic. And those fields of alfalfa were located on the tongue, the chicken coops were lining the throat, and an irrigation system was between the incisors. That is uh, definitely, like, de- like I said it before. <laughs> well, it's horrifying, but at the same time, it's like, that reminds me of Men in Black with, like, the planet <laughs> zooming out and there's more worlds and stuff like that. But I'm glad we haven't seen that in movies. <laughs> maybe, maybe, hey, maybe Taika Waititi, he, he would be the one to do it. That, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, personally, I'm, I am a, a fan of Droopy McCool. I think that's oh the, yeah, but you gotta love Droopy. Droopy McCool is like I'm like that is the stupidest name you could ever give a character, and I love it. Uh, I got a shirt with uh, Max Rebo and Droopy McCool on it, and I wear it as much as I possibly can. You can never have enough Droopy McCool. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, Obi Wan just finished. Uh, that was six episodes. Full spoilers. I mean, this probably will come out next week by the time we record this. Um, you had said you had already watched it. Overall thoughts, concerns. How are you feeling? Damn, it is good to get uh, Ewan and Hayden back on 100%. Set. 100%. Like, I would be lying if I said I wasn't tearing up the with the first episode and it just progressively got worse for me as the time went on like yes yesterday when this came out i was full-on sobbing the entire episode i think the the quote that i stole from twitter um was like sobbing shaking hyperventilating i think that (laughs) probably accurately sums it up yeah like oh man if ian mcgregor and hayden don't get some sort of even just a shout out for an award like a nomination, like for that one scene, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust society if they don't, but I don't know. The, it, the I went in there being like, I, these are what I want to see, but if I don't see it, whatever. And I went in there and I did, I didn't even know like, Hey, if we're going to get princess Leia, like the fact yeah, they that, were, they were very good at keeping that quiet. Yeah. I heard rumblings and I'm like, there's no way, whatever, like, what, why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, I was happy to be proven wrong. They, um, Leia was one of my favorite parts of the entire show. And, is, yeah, and then that actress just nailed that role perfectly. Yeah. Exactly what you would expect from, like, a 10-year-old Leia. Yeah, yeah, and, like, there's some people getting mad. They're like, that, a child doesn't speak like that. I'm like, well, Leia would. Like, it's Leia. <laughs> And then obviously, like Mo- Moses Ingram was phenomenal as Reba and stuff like that. Like, absolutely. Yeah, and, just, oh. and, uh, yeah, and even just like right down to like the little facial expressions that she used while giving her lines. It was yeah. Just, like, it was just perfect. Uh, like, the, in the way that she spoke her lines, like the way the constant the way the consonants hit in certain words. Like, I don't, I man, it was phenomenal. I'm very excited to see her in more stuff. They, and I feel like they're setting her up for more stuff. <laughs> oh, I would love to see a spinoff exploring how she got where she is. Yeah, or even just like af- after the fact, the aftermath of it, her wandering the galaxy. There, there's a rumor yeah. of like um, a Cal Kestis show. Maybe she shows up in there and like, who knows? Um, yeah, I just was very happy about the overall execution of the entire thing sure there was looks like there's some budget stuff but i can i can look past that like hey yeah and it was just and overall like it was just a good story yeah <laughs> yeah like you you don't there's some definitely some movies and shows out there that have like the shittiest budget in the world and they're phenomenal right so yeah people saying budget was like oh it's taking me out of it all right maybe get an imagination a little bit <laughs> Um, when when it comes to rewatching this saga, like I'm adding this into the the saga rewatch. Oh, and it just it it enhances a new hope so much because yeah. now it's 
you get this additional context of why he's like you know darth yeah well and even that and like the small smile that obi-wan gives right before he disappears when he sees luke and Leia running together like the before we just like oh it's just luke but now we're like oh it's like he's seeing them together He's, yep, and not to mention that set Skyhopper toy he has. Yeah, little stuff like that. Or when uh, Luke like frees Leia out of the prison block and she says, I'm here with Ben Kenobi, and he's, she's like, Ben Kenobi? It, it just informs way more. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just give Deborah Chow as much, much con- Star Wars content as he possibly can. I'm happy for her to do anything. Speaking of... Uh, shows is there anything in the future that you're looking forward to i tend to gravitate just kind of whatever the next show is going to be so, Fair enough. so andor andor yep being next um that's where i tend to lean it's just like all right now what's coming up next fair yeah I which mean, is like everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah because in the next like two months we're getting three shows uh yeah like this is a good time it's the golden golden age of uh yes. star wars content the pre- previous guy out on here, Alden Diaz, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter there. Uh, yeah. We were talking about it like there was a time in Star Wars where in the fandom and stuff like that that we didn't know if we were getting any more. Like we were just living off the books and stuff like that, which was was great. But we didn't know we were going to get any more. Now we're like truly in a golden age of content, just getting pumped out. <laughs> and it's good. Um, I think for myself, I'm looking forward to, uh, Tales of the Jedi the most. Andor is going to be phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong. I, it's going to change people's lives is what I saw on Twitter. <laughs> but you just, know it's, you just know it's going to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. They're pumping a lot of budget into this. They, they know that it's going somewhere and 24 episodes. Okay. They, they know what they're got, getting into. Um, yeah. Like it's going to go places. Yeah. Have, have you seen anything about Tales of the Jedi? Aside from just that, whatever was um, leaked from Celebration, that okay. was about it. Yeah, because we got a full episode at Celebration. That was, oh, really? Yeah, we so we got to see the first... I'm not, I won't spoil it because obviously it's not out, but we saw the first episode with uh, Ahsoka essentially being born, and that what led into oh, that. Oh, that is, that is... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and like it was... Um, Janine Nukavankar plays Ahsoka's mom, and oh, it, that's oh, it, that's cool. It was just a beautiful, beautiful little like twenty-minute short story. Um, I highly recommend going and finding Dave Filoni talking about it after you see the episode because he he says some stuff like about how the nature of the Force works and like I was sitting in that panel tearing up. It, it was beautiful. All right, now I really can't wait for this. Yeah, it it was one of those special things. I'm like. At, at um Chicago in Chicago, I, we saw the like fifteen minute clip of Mando, and I had the same feeling when I was watching uh, watching this, where I'm like, man, this is gonna be something special. This is gonna this is gonna take off. So like we're going we're going places we're going places that emotionally I don't know if I can feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we're also seeing like um, young Dooku and stuff like that, which fucked me up with some uh, Dooku content. Ooh, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, ba, ba, ba. Let's see. So, how what was how has your journey been in terms of obviously you like got into this early two thousand with like books and stuff like that. 
but how how has it got evolved from there to now with the fandom and stuff like that in your relationship with it because obviously we've so, gone, gone through several shifts and stuff like that in terms of obviously disney taking over and all that so for me personally it was a big part of my journey kind of through you know, through childhood into adulthood but beyond that it's led me to what is one of the greatest communities I've ever been a part of um, with some of the best friends that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like there's people on site that I've worked with for over, for like 10 plus years now who I know better than some people I know in real life, like mm-hmm. offsite. Um, it's where I found my girlfriend who has also worked on fandom platform for like a good 10 years or so now. Um, and it's just kind of been like one journey leading into a much larger one where it's like I started with, this one fandom in particular and it's led me to connect with so many people across other sites and other fandoms uh and just kind of open up a whole new world mm-hmm. like at community connect for example that fandom convention i referenced earlier um i'm just i got to just you know sit in panels with um people who are working on other sites doing the same things i am but slightly differently um and we're just you know we're just chilling there spitballing ideas um with jimmy wales the guy that created wikipedia and co-founded fandom Jeez, that's cool. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of led, it's just kind of led into this, this larger journey. Mm-hmm. And it's all volunteer work, right? That's yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's gotta be something cool. That know that you're part of something that people probably look on on a daily basis at this point. Like it's it's huge. I always get amused when someone's whenever I see someone like reference Wikipedia, and I'm like, hey, I'm on there. I'm on there. I'm part of that. And you just kind of have that surreal moment of like, wait, people actually know what we're doing. Yeah. So speaking of, like, kind of speaking of that, like, it's been around since 2005, right? Yeah, so Wikipedia was launched in 2005 um, in March. Yep. And that was after some discussion on Wikipedia about how in-depth should Wikipedia coverage go? Should it be just the basics of the movies and the main characters? Should it mm-hmm. be articles for every minor unidentified character? And the general consensus was, don't go too Mm in-depth. And that led to Wikipedia being created at the time called the Star Wars Wiki. Um, Which was a place where uh, you could have this more in-depth look into literally every single aspect of it. Hmm. It, uh, Was Wikipedia like more the blueprint for a lot of the fandom Wikipedias? Do you think? I have to. I have to imagine that there was a lot that were inspired by it because uh-huh. we were one of the earlier sites. Um, some of the others being like the Buffett's Wiki, for example. Um, I believe they were two thousand five as well. Mm-hmm. At the time, there was a much more strict process for creating a site. You had to kind of submit an application through. Uh, so fandom used to be called Wikia, and then before that, there were Wiki Cities. Um, at the time, you had to submit an application for what you wanted to create, why you wanted to create it, and then they would approve or deny it. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like today where you just go and you just say, you know, create and you make your, you make a website. Right. Hmm. So yeah, I, I would imagine this probably was the template for a lot of sites That's, to kind of realize that, you know what, your fans can as in depth as this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I, I kind of teased this at the beginning, but when, back when, uh, I was in like middle school. So what was that? like 2008 2009 <laughs> um a lot of kids were watching movies and doing other things at night like texting girls and stuff like that and i was laying in bed on my phone or on my computer 
reading articles on Wikipedia. <laughs> like, uh, it, that was my nightly reading. Was that I would pick a character and I would just read their entire history. I think a lot of us have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my like lore knowledge has just come from the brute forcing of reading the <laughs> Wikipedia articles. <laughs> And obviously, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this three thousand word article. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like, and then honestly, like, I would read like, okay, here's R2's entire Legends history, and uh, this is before <laughs> Legends of Canon were a thing. And I would find stuff in there, being like, oh, that's I, I didn't know that book existed. I'm gonna read that book, or listen to that book, or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, and you get the moment you realize this is actually a much larger one. Yeah, this is a much larger fandom than I expected. Honestly, yeah, and then like. I would wake up the next morning and tell my parents, I'm like, dude, did you know what R2 like survived for like thousands of years? He he met Cad <laughs> Skywalker or Cade Skywalker. <laughs> and, like, and my mom's like, what are you talking about? And my dad's like, that's cool, like, man. Who, it's like, who are you? To, what? Who's you Cade to? Skywalker? Like, I thought there was just one. And I'm like, no, there's What's that. R2D2? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, any other fandoms that you're into, like, uh, I don't know, Lord of the Rings or anything like that? Um, pretty much if it's sci-fi related, I try to at least dabble, have some, yeah, I try to dabble a little bit in it. Um, another site that I've recently started kind of working on is Jer uh, the wiki for the show Jericho. It was a, a show oh, in like, the mid two. Yeah. Ah, finally someone. Yeah, I know what you're, I know Jericho. As a fellow Canadian, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of been like a long-term project for me is wanting to kind of go back there and kind of use some of the knowledge I've gained from Wikipedia to to kind of make that a better site because it's the content's lacking. It just kind of needs a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So that's Man. kind of been one of my one of my long-term goals. I haven't heard about Jericho in so long. <laughs> like, no joke has been literally like probably 10 years. It's such a great show. It's a great show, honestly. Like, one of the best ever created, in my opinion. And it just got, because, remind me, it got cut off, like... Yeah, so it was, you had the season one cut off, then yeah. they were going to cancel it, and all the fans sent peanuts into the studio, and then they <laughs> brought it back for the seven-episode finale. Yeah, and then they did a comic series after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good comic series, just wasn't wasn't the same. Yeah, because you kind of want to see it on screen. Like, it's cool yeah, I wanna, and all, but... I want to see this. Yeah. Man, Jericho. <laughs> blast from the past year. <laughs> just fair warning if you go to the jericho wiki it is sorely lacking oh yeah, all right well i'll keep that in mind when i start searching up jericho fandom pages tonight <laughs> I've, I've fixed a lot of the background styling so things like dark mode um like dark mode um how content displays but a lot of the content just needs a good solid rewrite mm. <laughs> Dark and this brings us right back to the idea that I just need more free time. Yeah, every, isn't that aren't is that it for everybody? It's yeah, like we need more free time, and then once you have free time, you're like, I have nothing to do. I mean, I had a list of projects, then I continued to make another list of projects, then at Connect, I made another list of projects with a bunch of people, and then as soon as I got back, do you think I worked on that project? No, I started a project to help other sites with their dark mode fixes. <laughs> Uh, for reference, for reference, anyone uh, listening, so fan on fandom, if you're logged in, you have the option to view any fandom site in either light mode or in dark mode. And dark mode is far superior. Yes, the issue being that a lot of uh, a lot of templates and background code were not designed with dark mode in mind because you know, it didn't exist at the time of their creation years ago. Hmm. 
that is uh, gibberish to me because I am is... not a coder. I am a <laughs> I'm a business major. So... For reference, I, I'm not either. I just happened to pick this up while I was doing yeah, it on our sure. site. I find it infinitely interesting though, because I mean, that's the, the cool thing about any fandom site is the fact that while all the content that's outward facing is wildly different from fandom to fandom, at the at the behind the scenes level, it's all the same code. Mm. So I can look at a template on Wikipedia. The my little coding one code you can on help a, out with. Yeah, I know that the code is going to be virtually identical in some way, shape, or form. So if they need something fixed on their site, I might be able to kind of piece it together just based on what I've done on our site because it's uh, the same background code. Hmm. That's yeah. That I mean, you wouldn't even think about that when you're just hopping on the site or something like that, <laughs> thinking it's you just you just don't think of that, right? No one thinks no. about that. But you no, honestly, no you really, do. <laughs> yeah, no, but nobody really, and it's a lot of stuff that people don't see, like the thousands of kind of background edits yeah. that you know that keep things looking good, that keep the site running. Like I think in the last couple of weeks, I've probably through editing scripts, I've probably done uh, dark mode fixes and coding uh, on pages about eighteen thousand times in the last two weeks. Yeah, because what was that like two, three weeks ago that they announced it? Oh no! It was. It's been a couple of months now. It oh, was around okay. I only saw it two or three weeks, so therefore it didn't exist before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple of months. At least a couple of months now it was when they. I believe it was Phantom when they. I believe it was when they released Phantom Desktop. Hmm. Um, but it, yeah, Dark Mode was a more recent edition. Well, back to Star Wars because we <laughs> went off the Jericho train and then. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what it means to be a fandom editor you just you just oh, keep going down other rabbit that is what this podcast like there is a podcast that we did and it was uh me and my local friends that i've known for like 20 years and we ended up just talking about hunting rifles for about like an hour if <laughs> <laughs> we started off talking about star wars <laughs> but okay so one of my one of my favorite questions to ask is it, it could tell you a lot about what you find interesting in, in star wars in general is like what's your favorite moment in any story any anything in terms of the star wars what's your favorite moment i think when i think star wars quotes the first thing that always comes to mind is thrawn mm -hmm. and legends right before his death but it was so artistically done yeah and Did i think that's thrawn? i think that's i think that's something that's very symbolic about star wars is that it's at its core it is very artistically done mm-hmm and oh, is when you get, in, when you get into art, art house movie yeah and and when you get into the art behind it it's i might like something different than you mm -hmm. it's all interpretive but at the very core of it we all love the same thing even if we like different variations of it totally might and might not like something like there's certain stuff i don't like but i love that other people absolutely despise but i yeah <laughs> right like my favorite i think i have kind of two but my favorite quote is Qui-Gon, uh, your focus determines your reality. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, but also in Man the Mando season one finale where Grogu and IG-11 are like flying through town is uh, yes. legit one of my favorite like Star Wars moments of all time. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. The music is great. Like it's beautifully shot. Like... That was the moment I'm like, give Taika Waititi it, like a Star Wars movie. I will. I've watched every single movie that of his and loved it, but that was his episode, and I'm like, okay, he could do Star Wars. Like he gets it. So let's make this happen. And it did. It's all because of me. 
<laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like, uh, there, that's what I think is so beautiful about this universe is that there is something in there for everybody. That yeah. you can you can pull something, and I think the more inclusive and more diverse the cast and stuff like that gets, the the better it's going to be. It only it only enriches the uh, the universe itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Back to uh, Kenobi. Do you think there's going to be a season two? I wouldn't be surprised. And I would honestly love to see a season two where it's maybe, maybe he runs into a former Padawan, like say, um, Ferris Olin. Maybe we go that direction. Go into the uh, the Tuscan tribe with, oh, what was that? I always forget his last name. Oh, first name, but it's oh, Het. Het. Yeah, Sharon Het. Sharon Het. I wonder if they would ever do that. I doubt it because that's bizarre. But or maybe some adaptation of uh, John Jackson Miller's Kenobi novel. Yeah. I listened to I listened to that audiobook um like two weeks before Kenobi came out because I'm like I gotta read up on this. I wonder if they're gonna pull anything from it. They kinda did. I I would not be surprised. Uh did you see John Jackson Miller's tweet? I think it was today or yesterday. He's like, I I wrote it that it could fit in any story really. And oh he's yes. Like, he's like, I maintain that the, my story still fits within and it really does. Like it does. There, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, there wouldn't actually hurt anything. Yeah, the only stuff they would might have to edit a little bit is like the the hat stuff, and because who that it, it does look, set up like crate and stuff like that. But I think that would be cool. I don't know. That's all right. You know what? I could get behind that. It's like the Darth Plagueis novel. That's canon to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Uh, I think that might be one of my favorite books. Is the Darth? Plagueis. It was, it was. I very much loved how like in depth it went into uh, the history behind Plagueis and behind Palpatine and about how he got where he is. It made Metaclorians make sense to me. <laughs> and the, like anytime someone bitches about Metaclorians, I'm like, nah, it makes sense. Like it's, yeah, it's it, it's about their count, but also there's another connection. There's something more to that. But. Uh... Is there a book? Because you you got in on the book. Is there a book that you're looking forward to? You say you get, go for the next best thing, the next thing coming out, but there has to be a book that's coming out that you're you're super excited about. At this exact moment, nothing really comes to mind, just because I'm I'm just so far behind in yeah. everything. Um, I've got a backlog of probably like twenty or so things to read, so I'm just like not even looking at what's coming out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Where are you, what are you on right now then? Uh, right now I'm going through the, um, I'm probably just about to finish off the Thronist and the Thron, or the newest Thron series. Yeah, right. Um, just picked up the last one. I had a friend, uh, who managed to, of all places, snag it from an airport bookstore in, uh, <laughs> the Netherlands, or no, in Amsterdam. The only Star Wars book there in English, and it happened to be the one I needed, so he snagged it for me. Are you uh, like a physical book reader or audio book? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you can't beat you can't beat the physical feeling of like just book just chilling in bed with a fan on. I, I I'm an audio book guy, and so I I listen to everything. Mark <laughs> Thompson is the Thrawn voice to me. He does a very good Thrawn voice, though. Great, I would give him that. Great thought, Thrawn voice. Uh, his, and also his Mar- uh, Markion, Marcion, however you want to say it, Marcion Rowe is so good, <laughs> so good. 
I don't know if you've I heard that. I haven't personally heard it, but I've oh, heard man. that he's done very well. He does this voice and it is just bizarre and makes you your skin crawl. Um, I highly recommend it if, if when you're done the Thrawn trilogy, um, the Brotherhood book that just came out by Mike Chen. Uh, that may, I finished reading that or listening to that like a week before Kenobi came out and man, that it hit harder because it goes into like the, uh, brotherhood between Obi-Wan and Anakin so, so yes. well. So I, I highly, heard, highly recommend I've you go the, to that. I've heard people talk about that and that's, that's on the list. All right. All right. Well, uh, unless you have any other questions for me personally, I, I mean, I've, uh, I've run through my list of questions, so. <laughs> I think that's probably a bit of a good point for me to, uh, snag some dinner. Yeah. The, like I literally got off work here and, uh, jumped on the podcast. So <laughs> I'm, I'm starving, but thank you so much for coming on this. I, uh, had a blast and I'd love the connect with you in the future maybe at a celebration in london and get a beer or something yeah for sure let's do it yeah all right well thank you for joining us everybody and uh, this has been another episode of she's throne moon podcast and uh hope to see you next time okay thanks thanks for having us on yeah all right have a good one take care